Welcome to the Healthy Family Project by Produce for Kids, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. Welcome back to the Healthy Family Project podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am very glad you're joining us for this episode today on the No Stress Dinner Plan. If you haven't joined our Healthy Family Project Facebook group, please do. We'd love to have you there. It's a fun bunch of people and a great space to get feedback and tips from other parents. You can also drop show ideas and feedback over there in the group. I'm in there regularly, so um, open to any ideas you might have. We have a lot of fun seasonal snack ideas and recipes on our website over at healthyfamilyproject.com. So please check those out. And if you happen to post any on social media, tag us so we can check those out and share those with everyone. Uh, Remember to leave us a podcast rating and a review so we can continue to grow Healthy Family Project. It is very, very much appreciated. Today, we are talking to registered dietitian Sally Kuzemchek, who puts her stamp of approval on all of our recipes and contributes to our blog at Healthy Family Project. She is also a contributor to parents.com and author of realmomnutrition.com. So I've fallen off track a little bit in my stress-free dinner life. Um, So I am very excited for today's episode. Let's jump right in. Hi, Sally. So great to have you back on the podcast. For those of you who don't know, Sally is the author of realmomnutrition.com, and she is also our dietitian here at Healthy Family Project. So today we are talking about stress-free dinner planning, and it's a great time of year to do so. I know our family is jumping back into after-school activities, kind of a little bit of chaos going on there. So before we jump in, Sally, can you tell listeners a little about you for those who haven't listened to one of your past episodes and really what have you been up to lately? Sure. So I am a registered dietitian. I'm I'm a mom. I have two boys. And my blog, Real Mom Nutrition, is a no-judgment zone all about feeding a family. Um, As you said, I am the dietitian for Healthy Family Project. I'm also um, an advisor for Parents Magazine. And as for what I've been up to, um, so I created this new dinner plan planner um, to help parents tackle what what I think is the toughest meal of the day to plan uh, without a lot of stress or guilt, which is what I'm all about. No stress, no guilt. Okay. So we all have dreams of a stress-free dinner plan. I know this is a big dream of mine. Um, So (laughs) what inspired you to create this resource for families? I kept hearing my readers say that they really wanted to meal plan. They really, it was in their heart. Like, I want to do this. I want to have a meal plan, but it always falls through. And then they feel frustrated. They feel like they failed. And I had this one mom who said she wished she could just feel okay about serving, you know, tacos once a week and having cereal for dinner, you know, now, now and then. And I thought, well, those things are okay. Right. And if we actually plan for them to happen, that's even better because then we have a plan and then we don't feel guilty when life is crazy and we're having cereal for dinner. It's okay. Right. I know you brought cereal back into my life. So thank you for that. (laughs) And I don't feel bad about it. (laughs) All right. So what does the plan, what does your meal um, dinner plan include and why, why are these things important? So it starts with just sort of cataloging the meals that your family already likes. So, you know, so many of us have stood in our kitchen at like 530 and been Mm -hmm. like, 
completely overwhelmed with decision fatigue because it's like, you know, there are like a million different recipes that you know you pr- everybody probably has, you know, 10 cookbooks and there's Pinterest and there's just, mm-hmm. you know, your old family recipes and you're like, oh my, you're overwhelmed with it. Like, I, I don't know, you know, you can just kind of get stuck. So this, my planner just starts with basically a huge brainstorm of what meals do, does your family already like? And it kind of breaks it down into different categories. So you can think like, well, what slow cooker meals does my family really like? And, you know, all the different things. And, and it's interesting. A lot of parents feel like my kids don't like anything. Like, I don't know what to cook. <laughs> Once you sit down and start writing it, you're like, oh, wow, there are actually like a lot of meals that we like and enjoy. And gosh, I forgot about this meal that I made two summers ago, whatever it is. And it's just sort of like getting that all down on paper so that when you're stuck with that decision fatigue, you can, you can go to that and be like, oh, that's right. We love, you know, pork in the crock pot, whatever it is um, that you can, it kind of, you know, jogs your memory. Um, And then there's also a place to record what's going on that week. So Um, I'm sure with your family, same with mine, every week is a little bit different and every season is very different. So our fall does not look like our winter and, you know, winter does not look like spring and every Monday is not the same. You know, it's just every week kind of has its own challenges. And I think that's what's so hard about meal planning is that you can have, you can map out your perfect week and then you're like, oh, that's right. There, we have three soccer games on Wednesday or, oh, my meeting ran long on Thursday, whatever it is. So it's kind of like starting with what is your week really like? And then planning around that instead of like, oh, here are the six dinners that I want to cook, trying to squeeze those into your week. It's actually starting with what does my week actually look like? And where, where is my head going to be you know, Wednesday after the three soccer games, am I going to want to cook? Right. <laughs> Probably not, you know? So um, that's really kind of the base, the base of the planner. I love it. Yeah. Thinking ahead and being realistic, like knowing yourself and knowing how in the past, <laughs> how you mm-hmm. felt on the day where you had tennis uh, soccer, dance, and theater. <laughs> yeah, like I used to plan a meal to cook a meal every Friday, and I would get to Friday and I'd look on my my dinner plan and be like, I don't want to cook. Like I am so done I know. with the week. And so now I've started to just put out, like, uh, put down clean clean out the fridge basically on Friday because that's all I want to do. Uh, um, is just like let's just pull out the leftovers and everybody every man for himself. So it's just kind of learning and accepting those things about yourself and not not beating yourself up about like not wanting to cook on Friday after, you know, after a long week. Exactly. What would you say is number one to think about, or even to get started on the path to stress-free dinners? I think, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I can't, I can't meal plan. I can't, that's, you know, I'm not that organized or that's too complicated. And, but they would really like the results of that because gosh, it's so nice. Um, to have that plan. (laughs) It's just sort of like, oh, that's right. We have a plan for tonight and I don't have to think about it, you know? So I say, you know, just start really small, pick like maybe one or two nights a week to have a plan. And I'm also big on repeaters. So for instance, we have takeout every Thursday. We started this actually during the pandemic to support our local restaurants. Mm -hmm. So we said once a week, we're going to get takeout from a local place. And we just kept doing it. So now I know every Thursday we get takeout 
And then I know every Friday we do clean out the fridge and do leftovers. Um, And so, you know, if you can have those sort of repeater meals or maybe like, you know what, my kids love spaghetti. So every Sunday night, we're going to have spaghetti. If you have those in your week, so those, you know, you can just be like, oh, wow, three or four nights are already planned for me. And I only have to think about, you know, the remaining three, whatever it is. So I think that can relieve a lot of the burden. One, having starting small and just maybe planning one or two meals and then having those repeaters, you know, those things you always do. It's a no brainer. We have spaghetti on Sunday, decision made. Yeah, that is definitely, I have some repeaters. And again, back to like the guilt, I'm like, oh, what's wrong? I just keep repeating the same thing, Mm -hmm. but everyone loves it. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, I like it and it's good and they're getting, you know, a healthy meal in their system too. So I'm like, why do I feel bad about exactly eating it? I'm like, I feel like I should be like furthering their palate <laughs> or something. <laughs> and I'm well, like, and you know, there's room for that too. <laughs> like, and just because you have spaghetti every Sunday doesn't mean that you can't try a new vegetarian recipe on Tuesday, you know? So, right. um, you know, people also have to think about the season of life that they're in. Like if you've got really little kids, you know, it's not going to be that way forever. And so, you know, if you are serving the same foods kind of over and over, you got to remember like it's life is not always going to be that way. And you can, you, you have more time to, um, you know, cook more elaborate recipes or try new things as, you know, as your kids get older and you have a little bit more time. Yeah. That's a little bit. <laughs> so what do you, why do you think meal planning is so hard in general? Why do so many people end up giving up on it. I know I go in like, I fluctuate, like I'm all in. And then all of a sudden I'm like, what happened? Why didn't I keep doing this? I'm yeah. Like it wasn't that hard, but I just fall off track. I think that sometimes people kind of, they look for those because I get asked a lot like, Oh, just tell me what to eat or just give me a meal plan. And some people do well with that, but then some people are like, well, I don't want to eat this. So I'm just going to abandon the plan altogether. Like, I just don't think a one size fits all approach works for everybody. You know, you just, you have to find a system that works for you. And I feel like people are under the impression that everything has to be perfect and they have to have, Mm -hmm. you know, their meal plan has to have like seven, you know, well-balanced, delicious, interesting recipes, with a variety of foods. (laughs) Um, And if they, if by Tuesday, they're like, you know what, let's scrap it and just get pizza. Then they feel like, well, why bother doing this? It doesn't work. But when really that plan was unrealistic, you know, for their life. So um, I think giving yourself a lot of grace and, um, you know, starting with, I think one of my readers called it like a bare minimum dinner plan. Just, and I used to get out a yellow post-it. I would post these on social media. I just use a yellow square post-it and I just jot down like what we were going to have every night and stick it to the cabinet or whatever. And it was, it wasn't fancy. It wasn't one of those like beautiful boards right. in the kitchen with a chalkboard, which are, which are great. But like, I don't, I don't have that. So, but it was just a post-it. It just saved me from going, okay, what are we having Wednesday? Oh, we're having leftovers. Okay. I don't have to worry about it. So, um, you know, not trying to be perfect, not trying to be fancy and elaborate, knowing yourself, um, I think will will kind of conquer some of that, that fear and intimidation of, of meal planning. Yeah, that's a good plan. I feel like that just, you know, and just taking some of that pressure off yourself 
Like, I feel like that's yeah. a common theme here in this conversation. I know I have such a problem <laughs> with it. And I feel like that's probably sometimes why I give up where I'm like, oh, I'm just boring. And I just do the same stuff. <laughs> and my like saboteur is like yelling at me, telling me I need to be more, you know, get out there with my recipes. But well, also if you did that sort of, if you did, like, if you wrote down all the, you know, whether it's, you know, in like something like my planner on your phone or whatever, if you kind of did a big brain dump of like all the recipes and meals that your family's like, you probably remember some old ones. I know I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I haven't made that in so long. Like everybody loved that. So that's where that sort of cataloging, that brainstorm can come in handy. If you do feel like you're in a rut, that can be like, oh, right. Well, and that's why, and I think I commented on something of yours on Facebook this week, but it was interesting because you were posting that you had cataloged your recipes and gotten organized. And, um, my daughter, Charlie, she's 10, she'll be 11 here soon. And, um, she's always in the kitchen with me and she just out of nowhere said, which I was like, geez, something like going on. Like, you think I'm going to be leaving soon? I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh. She was like, well, when I move to my own house, how am I going to find all these, all your recipes? Mm. And I thought I do have a recipe book that I that I love and I started writing things in it but so much of what I make is just in my brain mm-hmm. and so I don't write a lot of it down and I thought wow and whatever we made that day I can't even remember this thing it was like just like an Italian soup in the slow cooker and I she and I sat there and wrote it out in the book and I was like okay I'm gonna make it a point Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you asked specifically I'm gonna make it a point to and remind me too that we're gonna start writing things down because even um, Marcus my husband he'll say like oh remember when we were eating you know vegan Mm -hmm. for that Mm -hmm. stretch and you made like all these things and I'm like I feel like I went in the pantry and just was like, well, I have this, I have this, I have this, and I have some lime. And so here we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I wish I would have wrote all these things down because I'm such a person that cooks in that way where I just mm-hmm. look at, instead of like going out and buying my ingredients, I feel like I'm often the person that's like, you know, on one of the TV sh- or the food shows where they're like, here's yeah. your basket and you have breadcrumbs and lemons and this and that. That's and great. Like, okay. so, <laughs> yeah. Cause then you're not wasting, you're using what you have. And I, that's so important to use what you have because food waste is such an issue yes. for, you know, in this country. For sure. So, but back to come back to it, I just need to be better about writing it down because then there are things my family likes, which brings me to my next question for you. So do you have any tips for parents who say, but my kids hate everything on my dinner plan. So why am I making a dinner plan? It's defeating. Right. So I think, um, like I said before, doing the cataloging the, the, um, you know, the meals your family likes. And in my planner, I say like, ask your kids what their favorite dinners are. You know, you might be really surprised what they say. Um, And then I have this concept um, that I like to share with people, which is do a favorites week, which is, you know, everybody in the family gets to pick one meal that week. That's their favorite. And I think that's a great way to show your kids that you respect their preferences, you know, and that you will make their favorite sometimes, but that everybody has a different favorite and that we need to like honor and respect other people's favorite meals too. Like one of my big phrases is every meal can't be your favorite. 
Um, but that doesn't mean it's not a good meal. And that doesn't mean like, you know, we shouldn't have it because it's not your favorite, you know? Right. Um, so, and I think favorites week is just kind of like a fun sort of novelty thing to do. Like, oh, it's favorites week. And like, everybody gets to choose, oh, we're having, you know, tacos on Wednesday. That's my favorite or whatever. So, um, that's one thing that I suggest. Yeah. I think I'm going to, now that we're talking about this. I, I really think this weekend I'm going to say, give each person and say like, write down your mm-hmm. top three, like top three meals. That doesn't even have to be like something I've made, like just yeah, your top three. And then I think I'm going to start looking like, look at that and try to do something similar to that. Mm-hmm. So we can, we're a little off track track right now. I'm just like the amount of activities, especially now that my younger one is getting a little older and she wants to do so much. And mm-hmm. I don't want to like, like when your kid's like, can I be very active? You don't want to be like, no, yeah. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> so right. I'm like, I just feel like I am Uber mom these days where I'm like, how can I get you there and circle around and get you there? Um, yeah. So yeah, I got to get myself on track, but I will, I will do it. So I guess this is like, leads me into to a good for the next question. So many families are busy with activities in the afternoon and evening practices, meetings, games, lessons. What about parents who feel like their family life is just, just too hectic to even try to plan dinner? I don't even know the last time, and please, no judge, this judge is reason, <laughs> but I don't even know, and this pains me because I loved family dinner at my house growing up. I don't even know the last time we all sat down mm-hmm. together because everyone's schedules are mm-hmm. so off course. Yeah. Well, not off course, but just not, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> right. I, I get it. Um, yeah. So um, I think that it's really important to... Um, have a backup plan. So, and then have things in your, in your kitchen, in your refrigerator, your freezer, whatever that, um, that you can kind of pull in last minute. So, you know, like I said, sometimes you might have something planned and be like, Oh my gosh, we had like this activity and I'm so tired from like driving all the kids around to their various things that I don't want to cook this anymore. And so in those cases, you know, it's totally okay to get drive through a pizza or whatever, but if you are trying to save money and, and use what you have, I do think it's important to have stuff um, on hand that you can kind of throw together for like a really quick meal. And in my planner, I have, a list of ideas, but then also a place where you can brainstorm, like what are things that I could keep in my freezer that my family likes? So that's going to be different for everybody, freezer or pantry. So for instance, like my family really loves like tortellini or something like that. And if I have tortellini and jarred sauce, boom, we can have dinner in like 15 minutes or something like that. Or, you know, if it's canned beans or whatever it is, cereal, honestly, like, you know, okay, you know, think of like five backup dinners, um, and then my planner, I call them detour dinners. Like when things go completely oh, off track, that. Yeah. what are dinners that you can pull in and be like, we're having oatmeal for dinner. We're going to have oatmeal and fruit smoothies for dinner. And that is awesome. You know, that's a great meal it is. Um, for families, um, you know, make an egg or whatever for the side for some protein. So, um, yeah. So, so having, having an emergency stash, that's what I call it. Emergency stash on hand uh, for those, um, for those nights and, um, you know, and, and there are also meals that if it's a slow cooker meal, then people can easily eat in shifts. Like your, you know, yes. the soup that you made, mm-hmm. you know, 
someone can eat it at five and someone else can eat it at 630, whatever. So um, if you know you're going to have one of those like multiple shifts nights, planning like a slow cooker uh, would be really perfect for that or a soup that can kind of simmer, you know, and stay on the on the back burner or something. Yes. So I have a hack that I've been using over the past oh, yeah? couple of weeks in the slow cooker. I've been making dinner and then putting the slow cooker on warm and putting like whatever it was that I made. So let's say like I did a pork tenderloin in the air fryer. I steamed some broccoli and I had some potatoes. Um, And so everything was cooked, but I like separated it in the slow cooker and put it on warm. And then all evening, Mm. everybody was, so I didn't actually cook anything in the slow cooker. (laughs) I just wanted it to be warmer. Yes. And so it, I was like, I'm going to try this. And if the meat doesn't get, you know, like dried out and everybody's okay with it. And it was like, people came and went and everybody ate. And I just like, there were plates there and they grabbed their thing. And I was like, okay, I, that was like amazing. I love that. Yeah. It's like a warming dish. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Cause I'm not going to lie. Sometimes whenever something, I don't know, you know, teenagers, you have them. Mm -hmm. Um, I do. And husbands, um, <laughs> sort of the same sometimes. Um, it's like, well, is it warm? And you're like, uh, no. And they're like, okay, well, I'll just eat something else. And I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, people. Like, really? I know, I know. And yeah. that's really, and I hate to admit it, where I'm like, I live with lazy people. But um, <laughs> that's like where I, it is. I always get that question, was it warm? I'm like, you can warm it up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I thought, I'm going to try this. and. Like I should put a sign like it is warm. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. I like that. I might use that. I like that hack. Yeah. So it worked out, especially if you're having something that's kind of like, like I said, I had like the three things. So it was Mm -hmm. all like, it wasn't like running together. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah. Anyway. Well, okay. I'm feeling inspired now. I'm going to get your, your planner and get to work. But so where can Mm -hmm. listeners download this gem of a resource? So it is at realmomnutrition.com backslash uh, no stress dinner planner. And um, I also have a free meal planning worksheet, which I'm happy you can maybe link to in the oh, show yes. notes. Yep. We'll link, yep. We'll link and, up to yeah. everything in the show notes and the blog post, which will be yeah. on our website too. Yeah. And people can grab that if they want to just start there. You know, it's a good place to start. And then if they want to do more like meal planning 2.0, dinner planning 2.0, then you can get my no stress dinner planner. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today. It was so nice to catch up and for sharing all of your tips and ideas with families. So before we close out, where can listeners find you and connect with you? Sure. I'm at realmomnutrition.com and I'm on social media at realmomnutrition. Wonderful. Thanks for chatting today. Thanks for having me. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon. (laughs) 